quantum. Okay, so maybe just to to get uh, started, can you tell us um, um, why did quantum choose to go direct to the the customer? I mean, how old is the fund house, and what have you done? We set up in two thousand. Hmm. So, from two thousand six to fourteen, hmm. we have eight funds now, hmm. and uh, almost eight years old. Hmm. The basic idea came to Ajit, hmm. who was a promoter at that time, and uh, subsequently even Sebi introduced it, as you can see. That never set up distributors, and uh, it was supposedly. Push regime, which even exists now. So as a push regime goes, you pay money, you get money, which unfortunately everybody still works in that manner. So the poor investor loses out eventually because what may not be good may either be pushed onto him, mm-hmm. or there may be a lot of churning happening, which even the regulator has figured out, mm-hmm. even RBI has figured out. So when the fund was being launched at that point of time, what was the experience of Ajit and the management team at that point of time was that distributors were blatantly asking, you pay us X, you get Y. The question raised was, what happens to the investor? Oh, we manage the investors, we own them. The question of we owning the investor, we means the distributor owning the investor, means that the investor is a total loss. That's how the whole idea started, of why can't we go direct? And uh, not many examples at that point of time. We were the first one to do that, and even today we are the only ones to survive or do it. So the idea was that let's be very transparent and friendly to the investor. Uh, be very ethical in that sense. I'm not saying that others are not ethical, but be very ethical, be very transparent, mm-hmm. and provide to the investor what the investor needs, right? From a simple fund to a simple process. So that's where the attempt began. And fortunately, if we look backwards, yes, mm-hmm. it succeeded. Mm-hmm. Today, in the last three years, we have been growing, we have grown double mm-hmm. as, uh, because the idea was that go, go slow, create, an, uh, create a decent portfolio, keep writing to the customers, that is keep communicating, create a benchmark in the sense a track record. Once the track record is good and you are pursued to be transparent, mm-hmm. customers will follow. It is indeed happening. So, if I say that, um, what was the business plan back when you started and what is it now? Business plan in terms of AUM or anything. So, what, whatever business, what have you put in the business plan? That's my point. Have simple, in, uh, simple products. Don't clutter the investors with multiple products. Launch products which you understand. I'm assuming your, your business objective is to make money. I mean, that's any business, right? The AMC should make money. Uh, the AMC should make money, but not at the cost of the investor. And uh, you can see it that we have not made money at the cost of the investor. As far as possible, there are few schemes, simple schemes, simple products, lower expense ratio, and be transparent to the investor. If the investor likes you, he is there. He is there, a loyal customer. They will bring in more customers. Eventually, he will make money. Does that need deep pockets or commitment from the sponsor? Yes, it does need deep pockets and a commitment from the sponsor and it is there so far. And the commitment is that it will continue. Because what started off as a 20 crore fund, today we are almost, not almost, we are almost 400. 
400. Close. So, That's AUM of the whole AMC. AUM of the whole AMC. We have, do not have any FMPs or the so-called fancy fixed income products. We only have one liquid fund that is also a liquid product. Typically, we are a hard growth get fund. So the idea was, and the business plan was to be retail, to go retail. We are retail, provide as far uh, and go digital. So we are the only fund today which has a paperless module for the investor, and it has been accepted. And and uh, start of certain practices which are beneficial to the investor. So you don't define your business plan in terms of what AUM size or profitability. That are you profitable? We are, but if you look at uh, a business plan in terms of AUM, maybe not, but a business plan in terms of number of investors that we will get, probably yes, because with a 500 rupee entry ticket size, if you are able to get 100 customers today, we may not make money today, but the same investor will then invest in SIP, because he is our investor, so we have to speak to him. Mm. He understands us, he understands our investment style, he understands, he is happy with our returns, performance, etc. Definitely is going to do an SIP. His SIP probably may not be one year, six mm. years to five years, a long term investment, because that is what we preach, we long term. So we may not make money today, but two mm. years down the line, the same investor will give us money, because he has done a five year SIP or a three year SIP. The same investor will give us money because today, what he has started with 500 rupees, his mm. EU will touch 5,000 or 10,000 or whatever. So that was the premise and the basis on which mm. a whole business plan is worked out. Unfortunately, it's working. So we get mm. a 500 rupee investor, mm. and uh, six months later he gets converted into an SIP of three years. Mm. Two years later he gets converted into from a three-year SIP to a five-year SIP. Mm. In the recent past, where unlike SIPs were cancelled, we've seen that trend. We haven't seen that trend. Yes, occasional cancellations do happen. But predominantly, we have always seen an increase in SIP. We'll get into products a bit later. I'm still at the sort of business sort of level. So, what would you say your competitive advantage is, apart from your marketing strategy, which is different for everybody else's? Um, why should an investor pick you? We are not telling at any given point of time to the investor. Okay. Look at quantum mutual fund because it is different A B C D E. We are telling an investor, you have hundred rupees, you invest ninety rupees in other fund houses, but invest ten rupees in our fund house. And invest ten rupees, see the difference. If you are happy with our performance, our service, if you, if your objective and our objective meets, if you feel we are not taking risk in portfolio construction, etc., then please increase your allocation over a period of time. Again. Okay? Not the full hundred. Allocate another twenty percent, thirty percent, and then see the difference. The difference, therefore, over a period of time, that you as an investor will see is we are transparent. Whatever questions you have, we are openly. Whatever mistakes we made, we made even admitted. We will not run after exotic stocks, even if it's the flavor of the market. We will restrict ourselves to research and take lower risk to construct a portfolio. So we are typically value based. Trans investor may not understand value based. But if you look at the risk return chart, we are one of the on a diversified fund with the lowest risk. If you look at the returns, we are not again saying that we are at the top most quartile, but we are saying that we will give you the returns which is commensurate with the market. But fortunately, last three years we are ahead of the curve. So when the markets don't give us returns, or we feel that the 
scripts are not commensurate with the risk that we can take, we don't invest. We sit down cash. So even today we are sitting on 17% cash as, as we speak. So that is the basic uh, difference we speak to the investor. And here we keep talking to the investors frequently. There are multiple newsletters, our RFs keep talking, etc. Mm -hmm. Which in a distributor-led model, that uh, hand-holding or relationship between the fund house and the investor is lacking. Mm -hmm. So that's the major uh, USP, you can say, of our firm. So your marketing and distribution strategy, is there anything else you'd want to add on that? I mean, how exactly do you go? I was just talking to, to your colleague earlier. Uh, we're talking about what digital marketing as opposed to print, even even B2C marketing. What so just for the for the record, so you you don't go through advisors, you go B2C uh, right, we do the welcome advisors. Right. So we have advisors uh, recommending our funds or distributors hmm. recommending our funds. Hmm. But we don't pay commissions. So right. normal practices. Okay. Um, so what is your marketing strategy? Get a loyal customer. How do you go and find them? How do you reach your customers? Through our communication net, uh, databases. We don't buy database. So then how do you build the database? So we do it through our digital marketing. The customer logs on. He feeds that he wants. Okay, so firstly, getting a customer logging on. How do you even do that? Through various websites, placing uh, a banner here and there. So... So digital uh, advertising. Digital advertising and uh, doing camps. Doing we have a part to profit, which is investor community. Part to profit. Right. This was launched sometime in two thousand eight. Yeah. Right. So what is it? Right. It's a personal finance website. It's, no, it's a meet investor education. We go to the street. We call investors. So this call, is one of your campaigns. Okay. One of yeah. our campaign. There we invite uh, the somebody from the database or whoever wants to listen to us. There we don't sell products. We just go there and educate about the advantages of investing in equity, the pitfalls in fixed income, vice versa, etc. How to build a portfolio, etc. And then, if you are interested, you may give your name to join our database. Or you may even give us a form to invest. If not, and it's so, over a period of time, we have built up our database. But How uh, big is your database? Around 1.26. What? Thanks. Okay. I need that. <laughs> okay. Um, so one lakh sixty thousand people. Is the prospect database? Prospect. Okay. Um, so you will continue with your B two C direct strategy. Come what may. Okay. As I said. We do invite distributors, even we have a microsite on distributors, what we can do for you. Do for you does not mean make, uh, make money. Do for you means can we may join the same mailers, education mailers or product mailers. Mm. We can do a part to profit kind, an investor education uh, mm. module for your investors, mm. but no commissions. Why? I mean, long term as a business owner, don't you think that limits your size and therefore economies of scale and generally, I mean, it, it, it leads me to ask, why are you in business anyway and is it a sustainable business? Now, the question is, or the answer to why are we in business a little later, but is it sustainable? Over a period of time, yes, it is sustainable because from an argument perspective, 
you look at the top five AMCs and you look at the bottom ten AMCs. You know us from the bottom ten. So the bottom nine AMCs. Everybody is following the same model, top five and the remaining nine. Second. The top five AMCs and the bottom nine AMCs. What about them? Five plus nine, fourteen AMCs are following the same model. What model? Distributor debt. Right. The top five AMCs also pay money, whatever terms it is called, subject to their uh, support, AMC right. support. Right. The remaining nine also pays money, to whatever. But the top five are growing, the bottom nine sustaining themselves. While the model remains the same, why is it that only the top five are growing and the bottom nine are not growing? There is a reason to it. They have tight distribution. They also have tight distribution. So in addition to the the fact that they pay commissions, and ICICI can tell its bank, thou shall put money into my AMC, right? Right. But then, if you remove that, I thou shall put money. But there is. I mean, every every one of the top five has the reason they have money because they have tight distribution. They have tight distribution, but at the same time, the distributor. Even though being paid money, is not necessarily selling the remaining nine. Right. So while a top five may end up paying a twelve percent commission for a five-year-old uh, close-ended scheme, the bottom nine may also end up paying a ten percent commission for a similar kind of a product. Right. If you there are sixty thousand active distributors, even if ten thousand sells for both of them, then both of them should get money, but it is not happening. Rational is so. What's the point? Performance is not there. Hmm. People don't know you. You are small. Hmm. It ends up with saying that. But will you pocket my money? Yes, I will pocket your money. So typically, a distributor-led model is no guarantee for success. The way the way it is not a guarantee for success. We flip it over and say that a direct model is not a guarantee for failure. So a direct model can work, and we have demonstrated that it could work. Compared to our growth the first five years and the remaining three years, as I said, it's doubled. Our investor base has tripled. Now a direct model takes a hockey stick approach. This is a distributed model. Distributed model is forget hockey. It's up, zoom down. In a direct model. And uh, if you look at in India, we can't say there is a a peer group who can demonstrate this. But if you look at the international model, there are two AMCs. The biggest being Vanguard, direct model. Vanguard. Vanguard. They're not just direct. Now they have changed. They have the in-house distribution now. But if you look at uh, typically the way they have grown, it is all direct. And for almost twenty twenty-five years post their existence, they were also small, typically small. But when the hockey stick approach started. They are now the biggest. So, so there is a. And who else apart from Vanguard? There is one more. I am not able to recollect the name. There is one more who is also direct and sells online typically. Do you not think that it has worked in markets like the US, where uh, maybe the pension four hundred one k type uh, environment has helped, which is not mm-hmm. existent here? It is not existent here today. 
one never knows tomorrow we'll discuss about my plans as well so i so, with you i'm understanding i'm just giving you a hard time because i'm trying to ask you whether really do you have that deep pockets that you can sustain what if you're five years to early another five years to early now why do you need deep pockets just answering a basic question which you uh, because sidney one day wakes up and uh, says thou shalt have i get so much correct 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 so i and i'll straight away come to that sebi says serious players what is serious not defined sebi says 50 crore why you need 50 crore according to sebi you need 50 crore because you will go and borrow why do i go and borrow if i only leverage or i have scripts which cannot be easily be liquidated etc etc then only i will borrow just to give an example our liquid fund is a macro market fund we don't follow the straight line curve followed by the peers so even our one day paper that we hold in our in our stock is a macro market so we stick to the principle of mutual uh, funds that is a pass through medium so there we are protected in that sense if there is a down or scenarios that existed in 2008 or last year in june july when the rbi uh, devalued the rupee first so we don't need money just to finance a redemption so these are all arguments but what have you said to sebi i mean has sebi agreed to your arguments We have been arguing with Sebi, so we'll keep I arguing with Sebi. But you, you can, you can't keep arguing, right? One fine day they'll say no. Now we don't have this much money. 50, but, but so do you have 50 crores? We have, we are almost 50 percent there. We have three years time. You think you'll get there? Yes. Okay. You analyze our AMC balance sheet for the last. I will. I will need your things. Yes. You analyze our AMC balance. Is there hmm. on our website? Hmm. So we are making X money month on month, year on year. If you hmm. keep making that kind of money, we are there without resorting to anybody. Okay, so why are you keep arguing? Fact is, you are confident that you will, whatever. If they decide not to listen to your arguments, you will get there. Therefore, if my concern today is, are you, whatever I may think of your argument, if Seri st- stands its ground, are you going to be in business in three years' time or not? Yes. The answer is yes. We may not be able to launch any new products, which which is also a Sebi's argument. In the last, next three years, till the time you take to complete your net worth criteria, right. you're not allowed to launch products. But do you really need to launch products? As far as we are concerned, yes, we don't have a fixed income uh, product. We are on the verge of launching one. If that fifty crore doesn't happen before we complete our launch, if we launch that product. then we are also in the fixed income space otherwise as a customer you need an equity you need a tax saving you need a where whatever you need we are there so we really don't need to launch too many products we can service our customers based on the asset class that we manage or the products that we manage if you are looking at an asset allocation product with the same set of products we can offer an asset allocation suite also so from a product perspective we are not behind we won't go behind in the next years Now, why you need more money? Sebi also says that you need to open more branches because retail trust. Now today, and we have demonstrated in the last eight years, without opening branches, we did open a branch in Chennai a year back. Last year, uh, mm. we had one in Ahmedabad mm. and in Karkopa. So we have three mm. branches typically. We have demonstrated over a period of time, and that without a branch, you can still service the customers. And our V15 exposure is more as compared to the industry average, without having a branch in How that. How much is that? It's almost 17, 18 percent. Vis-a-vis industry average of 13, 14 percent. 
we have gone digital or online in in addition to that uh, we have started just a month back uh, transactions through email or fax so you don't need to send us a physical one time sign off and you can do a email transaction so even if you don't have a bandwidth to complete your online you can send me an email you can send me an email using your normal phone also a normal handset and if you look at the mobile penetration today it's for last one year as per reports our bandwidth has more than doubled so the government of india wants to push bandwidth penetration stroke the quality of bandwidth so as to say quality of bandwidth has improved bandwidth penetration was supposed to have been i agree all that i'm just saying these are all the arguments i'm being with you but fact is i'm simply concerned about the fact that it no, is the argument is you don't really need a brick and mortar model to penetrate so you provide simple means to the investor they will they will come to you so we are providing simple means we are listening to the customer and we will keep providing the way we are providing so if the customer is happy stroke in a position to invest using those simple means why should he not invest that does not a branch does not guarantee that he will walk in typically a branch may give a comfort in an indian environment a branch may give a comfort to the customer that a that you really exist but at the same time if you look uh, backwards last 5 years in particular or you look at the insurance experience x number of branches open y number of branches shut overnight if you look at the amc model similar scenario so sure. have you really given comfort to the customer by opening and shutting branches sure. okay so what is um, what adds value do you think i mean okay so coming back to the, the um economies of scale thing are you today have you doing are you doing everything that you want to do in terms of team size and investment infrastructure and technology and everything that you want to do are you able to do it you was we are able to do everything that the customer wants so if you had more aum and therefore more money um what would you spend the money on more on investor education not more staff why you need staff you need i'll get to that as well so you have to manage your money to um to say team size in your equities yeah, or fixed income to manage your money from a fund management perspective that's correct that question yes you need money to scale up your fund management team yes but we have always stated and we will still say and we have believed in that you don't need fund managers star fund managers you don't need a name to attract sure so we have always built fund management over a period of time we have always believed in research hmm. so we have invested in research we keep investing in research by research it means process stroke headcount we keep investing hmm. at the same time we also strongly believe that there is a capacity issue by capacity can mean internal capacity by capacity also market capacity today if you look at the market can it handle 2000 crore funds you see the results what that's a statement that's a very um, flippant statement what do you mean by that what what is the issue today the market is not so liquid enough has anyone done a study on this or just make a general statement no, we have done a study okay i want to see that study so today the market hmm. is not so liquid enough hmm. to handle a fund size hmm. that you can overnight liquidate 
can remain true to your objective. And there are, you, you study the funds and you will get the answer. I'll get the study from you. Okay. Independently, you can study. No, I don't, I don't have the data. So, I need no, to get a study from you. I'll study no, no, it. The data okay. I'm referring to study the portfolio of funds. I did do that. And frankly, you have tools called like biotech tools mm. that you can actually go and study. At the moment, I don't have those tools. Therefore, I need to rely on you to do it. So, I'll happily take your study and quote you. So, okay. But, uh, okay. So, what else would you invest in? So, while we will invest in research in a big way, which we are doing over a period of time. We are building research teams, we are building hmm. processes, we are strengthening the process. Hmm. But that does not mean money in, in a true sense. Hmm. We can pick a research person for hmm. a period of time. So that does not cost money. It costs hmm. money if it designs and goes. But if you provide the variables to ensure that he is happy and stays, because so far he has stayed, so you are not losing money. Hmm. A. B. You need, do you need really need money for a person to chase money? No. It, okay. So when, what do you think gives you the competitive advantage. What is your competitive advantage to be able to outperform a market index? Because we don't follow market gossip or we don't follow the market trend. We do our own research. We For that you don't need that much money. That's what you are saying. Correct. But that's, that's a spreadsheet or a basic... Uh, okay. We'll get to investment process and stuff separately. Um, talk us through your team. So how stable, how big is the team and how stable has it been? We started off with almost 30 people in three years back. Now we are we have crossed 100 in Mumbai. Five in Chennai, one in uh, Ahmedabad. Hmm. So this how do that is how much investment team? Which investment team is 15, 16. You have to speak up and I can't hear your voice. It's 15, 16. I don't know the exact talk, but it's 15, 16. Okay, and your uh, senior people, have they stayed with you from the day they started or have the people left? Yeah, they, our management team, Atul for example, is there since 2005, since inception, 2006, the and the research team members, hardly one or two have left, otherwise they are, everybody stayed around. We recently added Murti on the fixed income space because Arvind who was there since inception again moved to the sponsor side. So... And we have invested a lot in fixed income in the last one year hmm. or two years. We have got an analyst, uh, I think a micro credit analyst, an economist, economist stroke, the leader kind, then senior fund manager. So we have strengthened the fixed income team there also. Equity team was always strengthened. Okay. Talk us through your. Um Product mix. What is your philosophy? What kind of products do you have? How many do you have? And why do you have that mix? Eight products. Flagship is our equity product. This is a diversified fund. Same product with a tax wrap around. It's a tax saving. Portfolio remains the same. No differentiation in portfolio. Then we have a index fund which replicates the NSE. index. The what? Equity index fund which repl- repl- replicates the NSE. NSE Nifty. Then we have a fund of fund, which is a typical fund of fund. What is a fund of fund? Equity fund of fund, investing other funds. A third party product. Other third party products. So it's a multi manager fund. Multi manager fund. You pick the fund, fund managers. We pick the fund managers and we invest in them after okay. our own research. Okay. Then we, then we have a liquid fund. Then we have our uh, gold ETF. 
then we have a gold savings fund which invests in that gold ETF as a it's a fund of fun again and we have a multi asset fund which invests in multiple asset classes but of uh, quantum and we propose to launch a dynamic bond fund okay so the only fund missing is this fixed income fund so does this product mix uh, represent what is a philosophy that everything that an investor needs they can get from quantum yes because if you're looking at equity we are looking from a retail perspective not an ichinai from a retail perspective if you look at equity at an entry level or even even for post 5 to 10 years post your first investment would you like an exotic product like a team fund thematic fund or a sector fund probably not because you don't understand that product and uh, it's a cyclical product so from a retail perspective as a first time investor you need a diversified fund with a low risk that is a product we are offering you need a tax wrapper that is a product we are offering you need a liquid fund to pack your surplus that is a product we are offering if they put all the money with the quantum don't you think they have manager risk what if you decide to shut shop tomorrow yeah we may not shut shop that it might that's not the point it may not be in your hands one day I don't know. You have a big scandal, and someone shuts you down. I don't know. The point is, this manager risk for whatever reason, right? So, an investor just investing with you, obviously, and that's why I'm curious as to why you launched a multi-manager fund. What made you launch a multi-manager fund? A multi-manager fund was to provide diversification to a customer. So you agree that people need diversification, no? Diversification to an investor to, when he's trying out our quantum equity fund, quantum equity fund. If he wants to try out a multiple manager. You can see the performance difference straight up. So you pick the other managers, are based on what research? Individual scheme level research. What fund? I'm assuming they don't let you in to talk to them. Probably research related stuff. You know, I'm not able to say. Okay. But that would be right, right? I'm surely. They won't let you in to go and talk to their portfolio managers and how they manage. No, no, no. It's happening. We yeah. talk to the portfolio managers. Yeah. We send a questionnaire. We get responses. Right. We speak to them on the phone. Okay. So those earlier days, yes, but now, hmm. everybody needs everybody. Okay. Um. So. But it's tough. Yes. It's not as easy to pick up a phone and say, "I would like to meet you," hmm. and a meeting comes. And the performance? How does your fund compare uh, overall? How do your fund's performance compare to their respective peers? They are better. What first quarter, second quarter, come decide? First quarter. First quarter on an ongoing basis. Ever since your inception. Last two years. Why the last two years? What happened in the last two years? When we started in two thousand six, if I'm not mistaken. Was the bull market, and it, we were sitting on cash, so we missed that really. So we so we invested against. Then came two thousand eight. We were sitting on cash. Say otherwise, I want to get out. <laughs> then came two thousand eight crisis when the market tanked, hmm. and we were sitting on cash, so we could invest based on our research, and again the markets went up. So we we are riding the market. And our philosophy is, as I mentioned earlier, decide on a number by which, if it attains a number, exit. 
Okay, but that wasn't the philosophy. I didn't get that. So what is your house philosophy? In playing. House philosophy in playing. Oh, as in, so do you have a philosophy that underpins all your equity funds, for example? Is mm. there a view of the market? Are you a value house? I mean, I'm, I'm asking. We are value house. Okay, so you didn't say that. That's what I'm saying. So your house philosophy is yeah. value. Value, value, value. We are value investors. Okay, so there's no way you're launching a growth fund as well. Not exotic, so. Oh, forget exotic. Is there a possibility that you launch another diversified equities fund and call it growth investing? No. Maybe not. Maybe or surely not? Surely not. Okay, because people argue with me that it is perfectly fine to be value, to be value and also have a growth fund and this fund and that fund. It's like, how, mm-hmm. how can you have a one because, view of the market correct. and then do the opposite? Because then what happens is, uh, as you rightly said, as a fun house, you lose your focus. And and you lose your focus and it also becomes very difficult to have a dual focus approach when it comes to research team because the research guy also gets lost here for example when all the research guys meet to exchange notes or to discuss on a company everybody knows what they are talking about here there will be a split group depending on the fund size again that people will keep shuffling it it goes for a toss that is where somewhere I mentioned there has a capacity does not necessarily mean capacity on liquidity or any other thing. Capacity mm. also means mm. if you are in a position to service that fund or manage that fund. Mm. Okay. And what about all the other back office stuff? Operations, risks, compliance. Do you think you are at capacity on all of those? In fact, we are over invested in ops and compliance. What do you mean by that? How can you be over invested? Because because many things that the industry does as best practices or otherwise, we go one step above that. Such as? Such as, just to give a simple example, third party verification. Industry relies on the face of the check where your name should be mentioned. We have appointed an agency who actually goes to the bank, gets a verification, and that account indeed is your account. So that verification, nobody does. So that's why we said, I said we are over, over. Hmm. on the PML stuff also. Somebody sits here using a word check to churn out names and uh, we contact the investors asking questions. Yeah, have word check. Yeah, word check. Okay. Um, on this stuff, I'll probably just get a written sort of thing from what exactly do you do and stuff after on? that. On the operations and risk and stuff. Um... If I were to ask you, uh, doing a SWOT on your business, how would you do it? Give us a SWOT. Starting with strength. Strengths, weaknesses, uh, opportunities, threats. Strengths goes to the customer. Transparent. Not relying on staff and manager. That is a strength and not a weakness. Relying on processes. That does not mean to be a mechanical. But by processes, it means that everybody know, knows what he or she is supposed to do and uh, should not deviate. That kind of process. That happens, includes in research also. Very compliant, extra compliant, more investor friendly, and doing certain things which even the regulator uh, probably has not recommended. Not now. Right from day one. 
actually owned a customer, which is the biggest trend. Because the investor invests in you and you establish a relationship with the investor. So today in, in a competitive environment, owning an investor is the biggest trend. Full day retail. Only own meaning you have direct communication with the customer. Customer will probably get offended saying I'm owned by anyone. Right, but then he doesn't get influenced by a third party. What do you think, right? But I can ah, but still be influenced by a lot right, of people. You no? may be. That is why we get huh. questions. Huh. So you only have direct questions. communication with them. We get questions, but then uh, unlike here, at least he's questioning you. In other alternative, that questioning is also lost out. Communication. Hmm. So, so communication, you can say. But then communication is turning out to our advantage. Everybody is communicating. Right. Everybody has fancy tools to communicate and fancy things to communicate. But the fact that a customer is questioning you that A or B is telling me to do this. So that uh, rapport is established. This is strength, weakness. Maybe you can say we are small, but that does not mean that size matters. We are always saying that size doesn't matter. As far as you can manage your funds well, it is immaterial whether a 2000 crore. So why is it a weakness then? It's a weakness because today, unfortunately, the industry advocates, and if you read NISM, it is very clearly stated, size matters. So it is the third-party education which propagates to the world at large that size matters. So that is the danger. Even the regulator stands up and says, size matters, seriousness, etc. have a high net worth. Instead of understanding the nuances, it is propagating the reverse way. So... Size matters is not our doing or our inherently. It's a third party doing. Which is a weakness. If your performance is consistently good, which you give me, then you've proven the point that size doesn't matter, right? Right, we have proven the point. Let's see it. I haven't seen it Of course, even in liquid fund. Liquid fund is how much? 50 crore or 60 crore? We are in the top quarter last uh, couple of months. Right. Um, so, yeah, weakness so, is what else? So, here, by size, I'm not referring to because we have not grown, we are weak. By size, it's an external hammering which is happening. That size matters. That is sure. our weakness. Sure. Other weakness is none. Okay. Yeah, okay. You can argue it out. Can you attract talent? People do argue it out, stating that you are small, so you cannot attract talent. But what is talent? Now, no offense is made. A graduate visa is an MBA. Is an MBA far talented than a graduate? The attitude is important, not uh, the label. Most of the scams are done not by graduates but by higher end ones. So, as far as your objective, your mission, vision gets fulfilled by whomsoever, by an educated person or a graduate also it serves your purpose so are you can you attract talent and retain them yes you can attract talent and retain them the domain that you are uh, nurturing is the domain retained yes domain is retained that is the biggest advantage and not a weakness now do you have MBAs or CFS yes research team is full of MBAs CAs and professionals my ops team is 340 CA but led by a graduate with experience so we have a mix. So here we don't say that label counts. So it's not a weakness. Can you attract talent because salary levels are hitting the roof, etc.? 
but then uh, salaries were always sitting the roof no guarantee that by giving a bmw to a compliance person he will stay in the system tomorrow bmw may get replaced with a mock and he will run away so there is no guarantee that uh, but there is a guarantee that if you offer him a right platform for to grow his skill sets and that his voice is heard and he is respected whatever hierarchy he may be he will stay in the system no theory but no hmm. no that's what opportunities yeah or you have any other opportunities weakness opportunities in trade no you have any other weakness you feel there is a weakness no, no i'm asking you no, there is no i'm weakness. interested in in what you come up with there is no weakness hmm. opportunities It could have gone deeper into B towns, had the penetration of internet been far better, and uh, people have understood what we are trying to say. People unfortunately understand what the big guys are saying or what is splashed around, which is not necessarily always correct. So from an opportunity perspective, the same. What mm-hmm. was the weakness? Size is small, being splashed around. Had there not been splashed around, an ocean of opportunity. But that's the biggest opportunity. But uh, not having too many products, loss of opportunity. No, not having too many products is an intentional thing. That does not mean we have lost out on opportunity. Opening more branches. No, we have also shown that without opening branches, you can penetrate. So not much of an opportunity lost. We have grown the way we have projected our growth. Start small, show performance. Create a track record. People will come. Threats. Threats. Same. The weakness is an opportunity, and also a threat. People will stand up and say, "Small guys are not good." Seriousness. What is definition of seriousness? So weakness is an internal thing. Threat is an external. Ah. Huh. So what is internal is a result of an external uh, event, and that also is a threat. All are interlinked. That is how I would view a threat. Because, as you rightly said, tomorrow if a regulator wakes up and says hundred crore net worth, you are out of business. Then we are not out of business. You would be no. No. Why? There would be like-minded people with whom we have not explored. Right. Okay. You actually raised uh, talent. Um, what is your talent strategy? I mean, would you pay uh, in line with industry? Comp voice. Huh? Comp voice. Comp voice. And what is the comp structure for your portfolio managers? People it's who are mixed. Fixed variable, petty swaps, but the variable component is not huge. Variable component is less. We believe in a more fixed component because a variable component implying that performance driven. Yes, performance driven, but performance should not be at the cost of. Our investors implying that just to give a better alpha, we don't want uh, the managers to take risk. As simple as that. But at the same time, we don't want to ensure that a fixed cost rises and uh, eats our whatever bottom line. So there is a balance approach between fixed and variable. And uh, over a period of time, our sponsor has created an ESOP structure, which is also shared with them. It's called ESOP ESOP structure. Yeah. Is also shared. So they, they, so all your key staff or the whole team participates, or just for certain people. Everybody, everybody participates in the ESOPs. Um, and is that do you think uh, in a, an attraction 
for uh, for stuff? Should be. Are these stuff worth a lot? Yes. Um, in terms of um, variable, how do you measure? So you said alpha. It's linked to alpha. So what is the alpha target? No, for most there is no target for alpha. Everybody has to follow a process in the sense. Okay, so I wanna, okay, separate separate from this thing. In your farms, you don't have alpha targets. Not specifically. Why not? Because, as we said, to run behind an alpha target, I may do a malpractice. Not really. I mean, come on. If you're charging a fixed fee, and I'm saying, okay, for this fixed fee, you need to give me a fixed return, man. But you have to so beat you the benchmark. To, you have to huh, beat the beat, benchmark. By what percent? You have to beat the benchmark. You follow a process and you will beat the benchmark. If you just beat the benchmark by 0.1% and charge me 2% fees in the process. You're not charging 2%. Okay, 1%. You have to beat the benchmark after fees. After fees. But you so, state that now. I have never understood why fund managers shy away from putting a alpha target onto the offer document. Why? This is your job to outperform. Why can't you say by how no. much? No, because it has historically there are events whereby to beat an alpha target... Okay, so over the long run, so you have to say overruling three year periods, overruling five year periods, whatever the target is, that you intend to outperform. If you don't outperform, okay, I'll vote with my money by taking the money out and giving it to somebody else. But if you don't even say, mm-hmm. then I can't hold you accountable, no? You can still hold me accountable because the effect is there is a passive fund and an active fund. If you want, so I end up comparing you to all your peers. Then when I compare you, then people say, oh, people keep comparing rather than I am minding my own business. Okay, but if you're minding your own business, then give me your alpha target, I'll compare you to that. But alpha target at what cost? There are multiple elements. Uh, whatever the, whatever you want to do, say say so. Because today there was an argument just uh, a month back, a big article got splashed. If I reach, if I get an alpha target or outperform the uh, index by churning my portfolio 200 times, you as an investor, are you affected? Obviously, but that's for the researcher to, to figure out. At the moment, to say, I shan't say because a poor investor doesn't understand. I'm sorry, no, that's just no. an insult to the intermediary. That is where we are saying. We are saying upfront, we won't churn portfolios and we will not take undue risk. What is the average turnover of your equity portfolio? Hardly. Churn is almost uh, 10 to 15%. And why is that a virtue? I mean, given that it's sort of not exactly a major tax, high tax country, why is that a virtue to have there no turnover? Is, uh, there is a brokerage cost associated with it. Ah, but it's again very minor. But it eats your. No, return. but okay. So if if, if the high, and, yeah, but if the high turnover leads to higher alpha, I may be happy with the higher alpha. There's an argument that high. Churn, is there a study in the Indian market that has said that, that high churning is not good? No study done. So far. Why not? Why haven't you so done far. it? So far. Why haven't no you done it? Done. To rather than saying our it's about you. Our our philosophy is no high churn, no taking undue risk in. in Doing a portfolio construction, just take yourself to a lower beam. What is risk? How do you how do you measure risk? To standard deviation. Hmm? Risk standard deviation. Okay, so what is your standard deviation? Zero percent. Often I don't remember. But you see that if 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 it's, it's disclosed, disclosed in that's on the point. Part, it's if it's part of your business report. philosophy to be low standard deviation, so I'm asking. So if the market is twenty five, what is yours? Often I don't. I won't. Uh, your own number is there on the site. Is there in our annual report? I can share. But you're CEO, you should know it, no? Yes, I do agree. I should know that. But then, hmm. the philosophy is to have a lower standard deviation. Reserve hmm. is a number. Hmm. If you have a number, and if that number incidentally turns out to be higher as compared to the market, then you're choosing a moving target. 
So it's better to say that hmm. have a lower turnover, uh, have a lower standard deviation. So the market standard deviation is about 30, by the way. So, um, coming back to the talent thing, um, so your uh, fixed would be what in line with the average, with the median, with the top, with the median. Yeah, no, it's it's median. 65, roughly, roughly 65%. Uh, do, you, do you actually get an HR consultant to verify that? I mean, when you recruit, how do you know you're in line with the market? When you are joining me, obviously you are joining me when you are getting a higher pay. So if you are not getting a higher pay, you will not join me. It's a simple statement. But, it but where are the people come from? I mean, it depends on where they come from now. No, it depends. It comes from, people come from the industry hmm. when you need one. And so are there people that have joined from other agencies? Yes. And you are paying them more than what they were getting paid? And every year we do get uh, reports. We are not saying to be appointed as a consultant to get a report done or research done. But so subscribe to the Mercer AMC report? That is all MNC tilted. What's not? Let's pull all the AMCs now. It's not the case. I have been viewing this report since 2000. I think they have a pretty good sample. No. I'm from there, remember? So I remember. It. It's all MNC tilted. Because see, what has happened is over a period of time, the costings have gone up. Mercer costings have gone up. So, why would an EMC pay money hmm. to get a report when there are alternate reports available free? What are the alternate reports? There is a Deloitte available. It may not be that free, but it's available. Plus, uh, through fraternity, HR fraternity or CEO fraternity, hmm. we keep tabs on cost. That is where uh, Mercer, incidentally, is needed. It's my philosophy or whatever understanding is needed. By a local AMC to hike a salary or to give a salary and to justify to their foreign counterpart because a foreign counterpart understands Mercer, he doesn't understand a, a local service provider. That is where Mercer benefits. Okay, um, anything else you want to add on the business side before I talk to the equities person in terms of? Culture, vision, anything about the AMC? Culture, more of a family culture. No one-upmanship or whatever. Mm. And uh, respect to voice in the sense everybody is heard. Views count, everybody's views count. It's not the kind of CEO I should say and people have to follow suit. Mm. Customer is critical. Well, all agencies will say, all service providers will say, but hmm. how many practices it hmm. is for a third person or a customer to judge. Hmm. And fortunately for us, I think we are practicing what we are doing. And uh, no frills in that sense. Hmm. Try to control costs wherever possible. Pass on those benefits to the customer. Hmm. But at the same time, where uh, you need to spend, you need to spend. But that does not mean you recover it back for the customer. And in spite of all that, it's profitable. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming we're not by very, very much, but um, but I'll get the, the, the thing, the reports anyway. Yeah, we also have a third party research. So, there is a research in the most of 
AMC does or a separate business? AMC does. The, we have our offshore funds, so we render research to Oh, how much do you have in the offshore funds? This is sponsored. Chinese funds. We don't. What do you mean? It's handled by a sponsor. But it's sponsor. Not the AMC. We only render research. So you sell the research to the sponsor, the sponsor on sells it to other overseas what other AMCs or pension funds or pension funds. Even the AMC could do it. Why why the one that Chinese no, one? The reason was uh, the regulatory requirement is that, uh, that uh, to start an AMC you need to have a financial services background. Hmm. So when the, we started, we means the sponsor started, there was no financial industry background. So Taking a PMS license and rendering it to an offshore was, mm. you can start overnight mm. in that sense. Mm. That's how the whole track record got built. Mm. They established themselves as mm. a financial services entity and mm. then they become our sponsors. That's how it, it was a reverse right. route. Right. Um, okay, like I said, I, I, at this point that's enough. Um, what else, uh, what, would, would, what would you recommend or anything that you want to say? Of all the skills that you have, equities, cash, asset allocation, multi-manager selection, is there one that you say that's your flagship skill set? Equities. And you can't tell me how much alpha you've added in that one. Not as a number. Okay. Every year. Every On average, month, in eight years. Today, we are our return is 25% compared to the 15% given to the market. So, so what 10? So we, I know the answer, but I'm not saying intentionally for a simple reason. We don't want to stand up and say that this is the alpha I will generate. Because that puts a pressure on the fund management team. It should. That's the whole point. Why? Why? Because as an investor, I'm paying you a fee. I have the right to know how much you're going to give me as alpha. Why? Why not? You're paying a fee for a passive fund management also? No, something much lower. I can buy an ETA for much lower than I would pay an active fund. But in an active fund, in our scenario, you're paying 1.25. My view, versus view is that uh, fees should be no more than 25% of the alpha. Which means if I'm paying you 1.25, I want an alpha of 6. So I'm taking the risk with my money, right? The money, the fund goes down, I lose money. Right. When the money goes up, you want to take half my alpha. Why? We are not taking that. I'm saying generally. So therefore, I'm saying it should be no more than 25%. So right? That is where... This is my right to say... It should be right to say that is where we came from and said... And insisted if that our institutional, this right. would be the case. Institution, maybe have a fixed uh, thing over there. No, no, no. If you were pitching to an institutional pension fund uh, through Mercer, if you didn't state your target, I wouldn't even consider you in the, in the thing. But okay. anyway, that's it. But then, the philosophy is don't uh, put a gun. I know, but I'm disagreeing with that. I'm saying to be, to actually, for uh, someone to hold you accountable. You have to first say what you're going to, you have to promise something to. Uh, instead of that, we, what we say is that if something goes wrong, we will often tell you to withdraw and you have done. But I can't the damage that's done. Will you return no. my money? No, no. No, we are returning the money, not the uh, investment. Yeah, you That's my point. So if, if you so lose my money, in fact, then my, my money is lost, right? But we are not uh, saying that when the alpha goes above 6, for example, there will be a performance level fee and we will increase the fee structure. That also we are not saying. That's how people do. Ah, but then it's not... Uh, that's okay. And to me, at least, so when you're telling me what are you doing? It's not... Uh, people are moving to a fixed fee. Anything else? Performance level fees Anything were to 40. That's for hedge funds, no? Anything else? So you go to a hedge fund. Don't talk to a mutual fund. I would. But anyway, anything else? 
That's why H&M money has gone to H&M, by the way. That's why they go. So do you really need H&M money in a mutual fund? Which, ah, philosophical. I'm which keeps churning, yeah. keeps churning the portfolio. Um, anything else? 